Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. You can also find us on Dash Radio, so download the Dash Radio app for free on your phone. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every day, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. That's our free website. No paywall. We're credentialed to all of the teams just like everybody else, but we don't make you pay for it. So make sure you check that out because we put up close to 10 articles every single day. You can also find our YouTube channel there with commentaries, original shows, player interviews, and much much more also our sponsors all of them are local please support us by supporting them one of them is mr kitchen where they can fill all of your construction needs with licensed contractors they do custom american-made cabinetries 15 years of serving south florida with showrooms in broward and palm beach counties you can call at 561-400-1195 or you can text text a picture of your kitchen to that phone number, 561-400-1195, and you'll get a free estimate. And if you decide to go with them, as we hope you do, as we think you will, add the code five on the floor for 5% off the total job. It's mrkitchen.org, mrkitchen.org, or 561-400-1195. Before we get to another sponsor, I want to just tell you a little bit about the episode that's coming Got a chance to talk to somebody that I think everybody wanted us to talk to, uh, Tyler Hero of the Miami Heat. Of course, uh, he was a Rookie of the Year candidate, and he's been terrific in the bubble. You will hear a little bit of background noise during this episode. He did it right after practice. So uh, it's what we call in the business ambient sound. So we hope you enjoy it, but we also want to tell you about another uh, great business that's supporting this episode and has supported us all along here, which is Biscayne Bay Brewing, which is the official beer of Five Reasons Sports, also of the Miami Marlins and Inner Miami. This is South Florida's actual independent brewery owned by local guys who employ people in this community to make their beer right here in South Florida. These guys are committed to, the, to our community and to supporting Five Reasons Sports so we can keep bringing you all the local sports content that you can handle. Check out Marlins Lager, Miami Pale Ale, or Tropical Bay IPA at all major retailers throughout South Florida. It's the beer we're drinking at Five Reasons Sports. And now we talk to someone who's not legally old enough to drink, Tyler Hero. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. and catch us every day on Dash Radio from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific. That's the Nothing But Net channel. Don't want to waste much more time here. We've got right after a practice in the bubble, Tyler Hero, rookie of the Miami Heat, although it doesn't feel like he's a rookie anymore, breakout star here in the postseason. Tyler, we really appreciate you doing this. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Sorry Absolutely. To Absolutely. I want to start here with you. Well, first thing, before we start, um, how many cups of Big Face coffee are you consuming these days? Are you a coffee drinker? 
No, I, I, I don't drink too much coffee. I tried it a couple of days ago. It was actually good. Um, I've had coffee a couple of times throughout my life, but I'm not the biggest coffee drinker. But it was it was definitely good. I've had if about what? I think I, if I had I, I think I've had one cup. That's about it. If it wasn't good, would you tell Jimmy it wasn't good? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Accountability, right? Yeah. Everybody got to be accountable. Right. Exactly. Even, even for the coffee production. Um, the place that I really wanted to start today, though, was over the past year, I've kept looking at this pinned tweet that you have on your Twitter account. I know you, you don't use Twitter every day, but you left this one up there, which was, and this was um, from November 22nd, 2017. So we're at almost three years. You've left this one up there. <laughs> shout out to, shout out to everyone doubting me. So I'll ask this question. First, what was the impetus? What was the reason that you put that up there? And at this point, with everything that you've accomplished so far in your rookie season, who's still doubting you? Um well, I put it up I think right after I committed to Kentucky. Everybody was telling me that I wasn't going to play at Kentucky. And then um obviously I played at Kentucky and I kind of just kept it up to there. And now I'm here. Um, there was people saying I wouldn't play in the NBA. I'm playing in the NBA, so I kind of kept it up. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure there's still people doubting me, um, I'm sure, across the, the basketball world. But um, I'm just going to keep it up for, I mean, as long as I can. <laughs> what was that like with Wisconsin? We're going to get to your heat stuff here in a second, but I wanted to trace back a little bit. Um, what was that like not picking the hometown team? And then I guess how satisfying was it to beat, I guess, the hometown NBA team in the second round? And, and how much did you hear from people back home while you were in the bubble? Um, I definitely heard from a, from a lot of people back home just, you know, just telling me good luck and things like that. Um, there's not too much people that, that don't or show their, uh, that they're doubting me still or, the lack of support. There's actually a lot of support from, from Milwaukee in that area um, now. But, um, I mean, it was definitely satisfying to, to get the Bucks, you know, out of the bubble. Um, I guess you could say it was my little way of getting back at the, at the, uh, <laughs> the Milwaukee people. Man, that's awesome. Uh, we, we were going to talk about that, but then you mentioned it originally. I thought, honestly, that was a really interesting angle. It didn't really get brought up that much throughout that whole second round. I thought it would. But – I mean, you said beating Milwaukee was a way of kind of getting back at them. What was it like in the moment, like being that team? You want to talk about a team that's doubted and kind of takes the shape that you're talking about. Nobody really, I think, bought that the Heat were going to beat the Bucks. There were some people that were picking the Heat, you know, some, uh, some experts, but a lot of people were kind of scoffing at the idea of the 5C beating this team that was on their way to winning 70 games before the season shut down. What was it like to pull that off? Like, it's honestly – just insane that you guys were able to do that. And I want to hear what it was like for you in your rookie season, having that type of experience. Yeah. Um, for, uh, for me, uh, obviously, like coming from Milwaukee, it would be nice. It was, I would, would be nice to beat the, the home team that I uh, grew up watching. But like during the, during the games and stuff, it was more of just like trying to compete and just win. I, that, that like part of it wasn't really in my mind during the games, but, um, I was telling people back home, like, before the series started, like, we're going to win in four or five. Like, because we – I always felt like we had the Bucks number, like, throughout the season. Um, obviously, we, we lost to them here in the bubble, but we beat them, uh, obviously, two times in the regular season. And uh, 
I just felt like we had what what we needed to to beat to beat that team. And uh, I was telling people before the series started that we were going to beat them in four or five, and everyone thought I was out of my mind. I want to get into bubble life with you a little bit because this is so unusual to have your rookie season play out like this. So a few questions related to it. Who on this team has annoyed you the most over the past two months? Who are you like, I can't see this person anymore. I love him, but I can't see him. <laughs> on our team, nobody really. Uh, we, we have a good, good like mix of guys where we're hanging out um, outside of practice and then the only time you see him is in practice. So, I mean, you know, I love all of our guys, and you know, I don't really, uh, not really annoyed with anybody quite yet. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the next two weeks. I was gonna say, well, two weeks, three weeks, maybe, maybe even it plays out that long. Who's who's over by your room the most, though? Like, who's knocking on Tyler's door all day long? Uh, I'd probably say me and uh, Kendrick Nunn hang out the most. Yeah. What's that been like? Because because if, as you've had this kind of ascent in the bubble and gotten more responsibility, obviously Kendrick's had a little bit of a different experience going from a starter to trying to find his rhythm, trying to find his minutes. And you spent so much time with him at Summer League, too, where you guys were playing together in the backcourt. What have those experiences like been? Have you tried to kind of take his mind off basketball as much as possible, or has it been a lot of communication about basketball? Um, I don't really say too much as far as um... – you know, just being that teammate and being that crush that he needs. Um, you know, whether it's just telling him to, you know, stay confident and just keep at it. Um, we're all, you know, aware of what Kendrick Nunn is uh, capable of. You know, he made first team all rookie for a reason. Um, and I think for me, it's just being that, that friend there that, you know, whatever he needs, if it is to take his mind off basketball um, or just to even, you know, talk about it so he can get some things you know, off his mind that he wanted to, you know, talk about. So just being there for whatever he needs. I know, you know, I couldn't imagine, you know, what he's going through. It's, it's obviously tough from, from being a starter to coming off the bench and being in the role he's in. So, I mean, just credit to him, though. He comes in every day with the same, the same attitude, same work ethic as if he was starting. Your role has changed a little bit in the bubble. You've talked about that on some of the Zoom calls that you've had with the ball in your hands a little more. Your numbers are also up from the regular season. And I actually tweeted out about a week and a half ago about where your numbers compared to a certain Heat rookie from 2003. Yeah. <laughs> and that Heat rookie then quote tweeted it with a baby and a goat. Um, are you aware of how close your production has been to what Dwayne Wade did as a rookie in 2003? And have you had any conversations with Dwayne since you've been in the bubble? Um, yeah, I talked to uh, D Wade like two two games ago. I think after that that game, I almost had a triple double. I think uh, he he hit me up, and we kind of just talked. I just uh, told him if you know if there's anything that he sees to just let me know. Obviously, I'm open minded. I'm listening to anything advice that he, he'll ever give me so on that well, that's the only time we really talked in the bubble but um I'm not really aware of the the numbers that I've been putting up or he's compared to him I, I'm not really aware no well it's basically I mean you're putting up what 15 5 and 5 which is pretty much what he did as a rookie I guess he he played one more game but you're going to match him uh, you're going to match him in the next one. I wanted to ask you this, too, while we're on the subject. The Baby Goat nickname, you've had a couple of, like, sort of things associated with you, whether it was Drip coming out of the draft or 
Ian a bucket. We had your high school coach, Travis Resop on, Travis Resop on to talk about that. And then Baby Goat. Which do you like the best? Uh, I really don't. I mean, I don't really mind any of them. Uh, in high school and college, they, they said I was like, boy, wonder. That's probably my favorite one. But other than that, I mean, Baby Goat's cool. Uh, I'm a bucket, the bucket thing. But whatever. I mean, I don't really call myself by any of those names. Yeah. You know, you got it right. That's how it should be. Other people should be calling you that. But uh, what I wanted to – I mean, it's really cool, by the way, that we got, like, Biggie and Pac as the backdrop for this interview. Uh, but speaking about music, what have you been listening to throughout the bubble, throughout this playoff run, to get you motivated without the crowd there? And, what, like, what's been in your in your consistent playlist before games? Um, I, like – I don't know if you guys heard of Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow is someone I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an up- upcoming artist. Um, uh, Drake, I listen to Drake, uh, Future. Um, but, I mean, just listen to any, anybody, whatever they're playing in the locker room, I'll listen to. That's a lot of country? I mean, in the <laughs> locker room, that's what Jimmy's playing, but I'm not the biggest country fan. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask you, going back to hoops here, uh, so I think throughout the bubble you kind of made a lot of strides as a as a scoring playmaker. You talked about it a lot. What has, what what have you really seen as far as the game slowing down for you throughout this uh, throughout the playoffs, whether it's versus the Pacers, versus the Bucks, and now versus the Celtics? Even though they're all different challenges, different defenses, what specifically has opened up for you, and and how do you feel about the strides you've made there? Yeah. Um... I feel like that's always been who I am as a player. Like, uh, I just haven't been able to show it on, like, a national scene. I mean, at Kentucky, I played a role. And then, obviously, at the beginning, I'm still playing a role now. But, I mean, now I have a little bit more trust. But I think, like, in high school, obviously, it's, it's a couple of years ago. But that's how I've always played. Um, it's just with the ball in my hands. And I, like, I love making plays for teammates and just getting everybody involved and then shooting my shots when I can. But um, I feel like... The time, the time off was probably my biggest. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Um, where I could take the biggest strides because I just was able to sit back and just watch the game from a different angle, a different view, perspective, and just, you know, just read and learn, um, listen to what coach, the coaching staff had to say and what they say about everything. And um, it's just – and then being away helped me. You know, I missed the game so much where I was just able to work and just get back to doing what I love. Tyler, it's interesting you talk about having some time away and coming back, um, seeing it differently, because I've always noticed going to summer league every year that the second-year players come back and it looks like they took almost a two-year jump from the rookies because they've learned so much kind of in the meantime and they've grown so much, and particularly in confidence. Do you feel with as long as this season has gone, I mean, we're at a year since you started training camp in Palm Beach, that you're kind of a second-year player now? Uh, I mean, I feel like I've made strides to be a second-year player. But um, I don't want to say I'm in my second year yet because I feel like I have more to, to, to show and more to give for my second year. 
the strides that I don't think people have talked about as much, and we've all noticed, we talked about it on five on the floor, is your defense, but particularly your defensive anticipation um, and kind of where your hands are and, and making plays like that, getting in the passing lanes, coming over and doubling at the right time. How many conversations have you had with Eric and the other coaches about that, and where do you feel you are in your development on that one? Um, I think the game has definitely slowed down uh, on that end of the floor for me, too. And you know, People think it's just all about offense and just making the right plays and reads on the offensive end, but I think you know, defensively, I, I've been able to just sit back and you know, know, know what's coming instead of being always on my heels and you know, reacting late. Um, now I understand, like, the, the system and being in the right spots, being there early and stuff like that. But my, my teammates and coaches, like, throughout the whole season just stayed on me the whole season just on where I need to be, um, when I need to be there. And that, that really did, that did help me. We'll get back to our episode with Tyler Hero in a second. I want to tell you about another great local sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's our friend Mark Brown. You can find him at Mark Brown PA. This is about real estate litigation and transactions. This is a law firm that also has a full-service attorney-owned title company. They handle both commercial and residential, and here's the kicker. They'll do a $295 closing fee on all refinances and purchases when mentioning Five Reasons. That's right. 295 bucks on the closing fee on all refinances and purchases when mentioning five reasons. It's like we're helping you buy a house. They also handle evictions for landlords and tenants, and they offer flat fee evictions. Practicing for nearly 15 years, you can trust Mark. Email is always the quickest way, so you can email him at mark at markbrownpa.com. Again, that's Mark with the C at the end, or call the office at 954 954- 566-5678. Again, that's 954-566-5678. MarkBrownPA.com. And now, back to the episode. What is the significance to you of being – I mean, you, you have more fourth quarter minutes than anybody else in the bubble. Not among rookies, not a, among anybody. More fourth quarter minutes. It, how – I mean, people talk about wanting to start, but I, I feel like when I've talked to players over the year, it's more important to them that they finish. How yeah, significant I mean, has that been to you this this year, and in the bubble in particular? Uh, yeah, it's it's obviously a different role for me because I've never came off the bench. So it's like coming off the bench, but then at the same time, I'm still finishing games. So um, you got to take it for 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 what it is. Um, I, I mean, I love finishing games. I mean, just as much as I'm sure people love starting. So um, as long as I'm finishing, I mean, that's all I could ask for. All right, we're going to do some rapid fire with you here, Tyler, so you can get going. Again, we appreciate the time. Uh, your favorite shot that you made this season, bubble or pre-bubble? Is it the Philly game? Favorite shot? Uh, yeah, we can say Philly game. Or uh, I, like, I like the Chicago one, too. Chicago one was good. Take, take us through the Philly one. Take us through the Philly one because, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, that, that one was – I mean, what, what are you thinking? You're pulling the ball out to go one on three there yeah I mean I felt like I had the ball in my hands and I just kind of stepped back like when I turned around and stepped back I just seen the rim I had space and I shot it (laughs) did you see them like collapsing on the rim you felt like you you had them going backwards and not expecting the jumper at that time in that quick second I mean yeah I mean I didn't want to attack the rim because I feel like that would be more of a I felt like the three was would be a better shot and it was. 
obviously. Because I feel like if I was going to the rim, there was three, like you said, three guys there. So I pulled it out. And then I figured if that if we pulled it out and got, like, set, they would get their defense set, and then we would we wouldn't get a good shot. So I feel like I took the best shot possible. I, another question I wanted to ask you, the crowds. That's something that I think you're really good at playing off of the crowds. You were in high school. Everybody knows – everybody saw those clips of you just uh, playing off the crowd and getting hyped up off of big shots and kind of even being an antagonist against uh, away crowds. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, obviously hasn't been available to you in the bubble. What's it been like to have that experience where you're kind of making – your own motivation. And I know you're a hooper. You want to play, you want to succeed, and you have your own goals for yourself and, and of course, for the team to win. But what is, what, what's the difference playing without that crowd there after playing six months with 20,000 fans there and that not being there anymore? Yeah, uh, it's definitely different. Um, you know, sometimes you'll make a big play and you'll look over to the crowd, but there's nobody there. So it's like, <laughs> it's a little different. But, I mean... Um, it took some uh, getting used to at first because at first it kind of felt like it was just we're out there playing pickup. And that was the good thing about those scrimmage games that we had early on where you kind of got some time to, you know, catch some rhythm and uh, play without the fans. But it, it is definitely different. Um, I mean, you have to find your your um, space where you can get, you know, motivated to go out there. And, you know, there's not going to be, you know, like you said, 20,000 fans out there screaming and hollering your name. So, um, but I think the the NBA did do a great job with, you know, the sound effects and stuff like that. It does seem – it is loud in there um, compared to obviously not as loud as with 20,000 people. But it, they did a great job just organizing everything. The, the, some of the players have said that they, they like the sight lines in the gym. Do, do you? Yeah. The background and everything? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's definitely – like I said, it took some time to get used to, but um, – it's, it's definitely uh, unique, and it is cool. I like it. What's the best vi- advice that any of the veterans on the Heat has given you this year? It could be about the game, life, anything else. Um, I have so many veterans, I couldn't even, couldn't even tell you, like, the one thing. But, I mean, uh, from, like, top to bottom, I mean, you got Jimmy, Doran, um, UD. Those are all guys that have been in the league for, for a while. And now I have Iguodala, uh Jay Crowder, I mean, even Myers, Kelly, every everybody. I mean, they've all shined light on me in some way. And, um, you know, that's, you know, I, obviously I'm a rookie. That's all I know. But I've heard from, you know, other other rookies and other in the past, you know, it's not, it's not always like that for rookies to have vets like that. So I'm just happy that, um, you know, I got put into this great situation with great teammates and, you know, a great organization. Yeah, actually, Eric mentioned that, that, that you were fortunate in that regard. Does Udonis remind you at all that he's literally twice your age? <laughs> uh, sometimes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean, J- Jimmy got him into country music. He can't get you into country music. He got UD into country music. I don't, I don't know how uh, – I don't know how I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy I, have a, I have a couple songs that Jimmy's uh, put me onto that I like a little bit, but <laughs> that's about it. All right. I want to move ahead to Boston with you here real quick. Uh, Obviously, the series took a little bit of a different turn with Gordon Hayward getting in there in game three uh, and and sort of lengthening their bench a little bit and and being a a little bit different against your guys' zone. You've had a couple of days now to prepare. I I know you can't give away too much in in form of adjustments, but but how do you feel about the series going into game four? Um, We're feeling great. Uh, We feel like we just had two great days of practice. 
You know, we made the adjustments. We covered the things that we needed to cover. Um, you know, they're going to make adjustments even though they won. So, you know, it's going to be a great game four, and it's going to be a dogfight for sure. But we're, you know, we're 10 toes in, and we're ready, we're ready for, for tomorrow for sure. You never get sick of basketball, do you? Like, literally, you could be in the bubble for another three months, and you'd be cool? Uh, yeah, I mean – definitely love love Miami but uh <laughs> I, I, I'll be <laughs> I'll be uh I could stay here for for definitely until at least COVID's over whenever that is give us the one spot in Miami you miss the one restaurant the one the one spot you miss um the one spot uh this pizza place in Brickell I don't know if it's you called, uh, it's called Mr. 01 where's that uh, at? that's is that it's uh it's like in Brickell, um, like I'm trying to think by it's like the little area in Brickell. I don't know. It's, no, I, mean, uh, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be asking follow ups. You haven't even been in Miami that long yet. <laughs> yeah, I can't give you, I can't give you like streets or anything like that, but it's by the, uh, <laughs> the Shake Shack over there in Brickell. Um, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. It's right there, bro. People are going to be waiting for you there. I shouldn't have done that to you. They're going to be waiting <laughs> for you. <laughs> so, you, you were talking about the locker room before and the music and you know, Jimmy controlling the music and getting you into country music. Does it ever work inverse? Like, do the rookies ever get to control the music? Have you got it? Um, I mean, I could. Yeah, they let me play music. But if if if, if any rookie is playing music, it will probably be KZ. Mm. Oh, yeah. KZ. So he's playing the West Coast stuff. Yeah, KZ's on the West Coast with uh, – he'll listen to anybody on the West Coast. So he'll, he'll play that. Otherwise, Derek Jones is usually the one playing music. Yeah, we had KZ on here, and he dropped his playlist on us. Um, and and <laughs> Alex knew a lot more of it than I did. I'll just I'll, – I'll acknowledge uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge that. Well, Tyler, we really appreciate you taking the time. Um, the, the one last thing I want to ask you, are you aware that there's a, a, a parody song called Bucket Bros? Did you, have, did you ever see it when it circulated on Twitter? Bucket Bros? You've never seen it? I did not. All right, our network put it out, so I'm going to tag you on it when we post this episode, okay? Cause it, play it on, out, the, on the Post Malone song, right? Yeah, it was on the Post Malone uh, St. Uh, Tra Trapez. Well, I'm going to say it wrong, aren't I? I'm, I, I just stepped that up. Didn't I? Alex I'm trying to remember <laughs> the name of the song. I'm blanking right now. It was one of the popular Post Malone songs. All right, we're, we're, we're going to tag you with it either way. We actually put it out, I think, January, February, pre-COVID, but I uh, you know, want you to get a chance to look at that. Well, thanks, man. We really appreciate you taking the time. Continued success in the bubble. And, uh, you know, hopefully, like you said, hopefully you guys are there at least another three weeks. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. Right. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. I want to introduce you to another of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and it is a sponsor that would be important in any time if you want to have a beautiful workspace, but it's especially important now when you need a safe one as well, and that's safe cubbies.com which offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your open office into a modern and safe environment at any budget you can personalize your workspace with options like whiteboards magnetic panels acrylic sheets and graphic branding most
most of the surfaces are non-porous for easy cleaning and can be removed or replaced within minutes. Now this is for workplaces. They've got a bunch of different options on their professional series, but also they've got private room solutions, dividers and sneeze guards, and they have a classroom series as well. So if you're involved with the school, this is definitely something your school should check out, of course, if we have school in the fall. And that's the point here. We are entering a new normal period with COVID-19. SafeCubbies.com, which is locally owned, is the place that you want to go. The phone number is 754-216-1071. Again, that's 754-216-1071 or SafeCubbies.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.